There are many ways people listen to vision, including through a PC at work. When you fire up your computer at work, go to vision.org.au slash listen and click the Vision or V180 Listen Live buttons. You can also catch the latest Vision National News Bulletin and enjoy a growing range of on-demand podcasts from the same page all while you work. However, and wherever you listen to Vision, you can be sure that the announcers, programs and music will help you look to God daily. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Something new on the calendar. Uh, for what could be a very special Sunday to be celebrated every year. Now, this coming Sunday is Australia's first Sanctity of Life Sunday. It's being set down as a day when we celebrate the fact that every human life is precious and worth defending at every stage, right from fertilization to a natural death. Now, no individual or church denomination owns Sanctity of Life Sunday. It's just Christian and a Christian celebration. So there is an encouragement that you and others and churches make it a special opportunity to celebrate the beauty of life in contrast to the typical response in our secular age that says life has little value. Well, Dave Pello is a passionate advocate for Sanctity of Life Sunday. He is the founder, and you'll know Dave from his good work as founder of the Church and State Summits. You might also join Dave occasionally online because he hosts a talk show called Pello Talk. Well, Dave is joining us to talk about Sanctity of Life Sunday. And uh, Dave Pello, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much for having me, Neil. It's wonderful to be with you again. Dave, do want to unpack a whole bunch of good things this hour, and I do want to invite listeners to join into our conversation. Uh, there is a small working group of passionate leaders uh, from various organisations and denominations who are a part of uh, what's happening with the launch of the very first Sanctity of Life Sunday. Give us some insights into, into how this has sort of come about and, uh, and who's gotten on board. Uh, well, there's um, a, a tradition that's uh, been in America for a little while. It's not an original thought uh, here in Australia. It was actually uh, the great President Ronald Reagan who uh, who was a little bit upset by the uh, legalization of, of killing unborn uh, children uh, by a court decision which uh, overrode legislation and legalized abortion all across the uh, nation of the United States. And uh, the um, Supreme Court there uh, thought they saw in the Constitution the, the right to have an abortion. Um, they've made mistakes before, um, terrible ones, and, and this is probably uh, no doubt another one, and there's no such right in the Constitution. Um, but unable to change that, uh, Ronald Reagan uh, sought to lead a change in the culture uh, which which um, basically thought that that was okay, and he instituted in 1984 uh, Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. And every Republican president since him has uh, decreed or declared um, that that national day on the anniversary of that uh, terrible Supreme Court decision. And um, it occurred to a, a small group of us here in Australia that um, we probably shouldn't 
have to wait for such a political leader in our nation with the courage to uh, make such a popular uh, or, or unpopular, as the case may be, but, but make such a, an attempt to make um, an official day uh, in an attempt to lead the culture. But actually, with a, a theological understanding of the role of the church in society, that's actually something we should be doing ourselves, not waiting for somebody else to take the lead, but uh, doing it ourselves. And rather than reinventing the wheel, uh, this is something that's uh, it's actually really practical and really easy for every Christian and every church to do. It's it's not political, even though it was a politician who first did it. This is why the church should be doing it, is, is because it's not political, it's cultural. This is a declaration of the best values um, for, for living human life. Uh, and, and that is what God says. God's Word is, is the best guide for how um, society and, and family and uh, philosophy should work. Where good uh, values come from is from the moral lawgiver, um, and that's obviously God. And uh, so Sanctity of Life Sunday is just Christians bearing witness of what God's Word says. Uh, we're not seeking legislative change. We're seeking cultural change. And and that's just saying to people, inviting them, as we do with the gospel all the time, uh, come and agree with God. This is what his word says. And, um, and when we agree with him, that's when individually and nationally we will have the most uh, peace with, with ourselves and, and within our nation and with God. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's the plan. And so, the working group is comprised of uh, various various people from across Australia. We've uh, got uh, South Australia and Melbourne, and uh, sorry, Melbourne's not a state. Uh, Victoria and New South Wales and Queensland, all, um, all various people in uh, different uh, family planning um, groups and and advocacy groups, um, some pro life groups and and some Christian groups and. Uh, Everybody's just contributing different little bits. There's some people who aren't part of an official organisation necessarily, but have uh, skills and resources that they um, that they lend, um, including developing videos and, and websites, etc. Okay, I noticed you didn't mention there uh, that some states. Uh, you mentioned there's a number of states where there are active. Uh, people, perhaps a part of pro-life groups, Christian denominations, uh, who are actively going to be promoting Sanctity of Life Sunday this Sunday. But uh, you're obviously uh, lacking a contact or two in in some of those states. I wonder whether, uh, for listeners who are listening in those states or territories around Australia, that uh, someone might like to be in touch with you. Uh, just to rattle through those again, Dave, uh, Who's uh, which states have you got where there's an active presence and promotion, and uh, which states don't have someone at the moment who's uh, running with the baton? Oh, look, uh, it, it would be my prayer that everybody um, assumed nobody was running with it and took it upon themselves um, to to do so, at least in in their small network, whether whether they're you know a a, a stay at home parent with fifty friends on Facebook or, or the leader of a significant organisation with many thousands on a mailing list. Um, the whole imperative upon us is to not leave it to someone else and not assume someone else is doing so. Um, so, yeah, this is something that everybody should hear about multiple times. When we when we talk about another great gift of God to humanity, the gift of the Messiah, 
um, at, at that birth that we celebrate every single year. Um, nobody is failing to participate in the celebration of that, which is a witness uh, to the entire world of a universal theological truth that every Bible-believing Christian believes. Every church takes it upon themselves to create their own memes and, and uh, pictures and social media content. Um, every social organization and, and Christian, this is something that, that we as Christians need to do. Um, so, yeah, listeners, please don't um, assume there's somebody in your state taking care of it and relieving you of the, the opportunity um, to invite your friends and, and colleagues to celebrate Sanctity of Life Sunday. Let's all do this together. Well, let me just have a little practice here, Dave. Uh, this is how you be a carrier of the message. You say, this Sunday is Sanctity of Life Sunday. I mean, not too difficult. And well done. Uh, yeah. in, in, in some circles, uh, that may create a reaction. Uh, your family, your friends, uh, but certainly within the life of your Christian community that you've got contact uh, with online and those that you have some personal contact with as well. As simple as that. This Sunday is Sanctity of Life Sunday. Now, this Sunday is the 24th of May. Uh, is there a significance around the date, Dave? If I may just add on to what you just said um, and come back to that question, uh, Neil. Um, in saying this Sunday is Sanctity of Life Sunday. Uh, we have some excellent resources developed um, and, and um, inspiration to help people say that you, you don't need to make your own meme on Canva or, or anything. You can actually go to the website and that is sanctityoflifesunday.com.au and on that um, website there's actually a 90-second video with links to download it and it would be fantastic if everybody shared that to their own social media platform download the video don't just share it from somewhere else actually download it and post it as an original declaration yourself it's 90 seconds it's beautiful it's positive it's affirming it's um, non-judgmental or, or condemning it's fully scriptural that every denomination believes and it is um a really, really uh, effective way um, to say today we declare this is Sanctity of Life Sunday and, and we just bear witness that we agree with God. Um, and so, yeah, that, yep, that's, that's something that every church and every individual can do. We will uh, encourage listeners uh, through our conversation to take advantage of that little opportunity that you've offered. And, and instead of, or additional to, saying, hey, this Sunday is Sanctity of Life Sunday, uh, there is a 90-second, as you say, absolutely beautiful clip uh, that you can post mm -hmm. on your own social media so that you can alert your own family, you can alert your friends, you can alert your workmates. And it won't be a threatening video. Uh, as you say, Dave, it's not uh, got a political uh, focus to it. It is a beautiful video that people can yeah. simply download from sanctityoflifesunday.com.au. We'll mention that website uh, some more before the end of our conversation, but uh, you can it's write that no down. It's got no branding there. in it. It's, it's very, very generic and very just this is the Word of God. If you're offended by the gospel, this might offend you, but other than that, it's it's really, really uh, the lowest, lowest possible bar of, of just saying, hey, this is the Word of God, and it would be good for all of us to, to be blessed by it. Um, yeah. Yep. Now, I asked you about if there is any significance to the 24th of May. 
this weekend, this coming Sunday, is the first Sanctity of Life Sunday in Australia. Uh, what's the significance yep. of this time? You could have chosen any Sunday throughout the year if you were just uh, picking one at random, but this one has some special focus? Correct. Well, as this um, uh, it started to take shape, we, we thought, well, you know, what date is really relevant? Um, as it was in America, it was chosen on, on a date where abortion was legalised. And um, and there just wasn't a date that was where, like America, it was u- legalised universally across all states at the same time. So the date we've chosen is the date where abortion was first legalised anywhere in Australia. And that was the 26th of May in 1969 in the Supreme Court of Victoria. And so the Sunday on or nearest the 26th of May each year will be the date which which we uh, choose to celebrate and um, bear witness to um, God's gift of uh, of human life. All right. Now, I've invited listeners to respond to an online poll on our Facebook page today, facebook.com forward slash vision radio. And there is a question there that says, who determines the value of a human life, governments or God? And I've got to say that the poll as it's going right now, very one-sided with our listeners today, Dave, 100% saying God is the one who determines the value of human life. And and this is actually not complicated. This is quite simple, uh, that God is the creator, that if we're created in his image and likeness, then that's where we get value from. If you flick God, if you detach him from our existence, then you don't have any argument to say that human life has value. And so uh, when we talk Mm -hmm. about Sanctity of Life Sunday, what we're doing is affirming the God-given sanctity of life. This is 2020 with Neil Johnson, helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, our conversation this hour is about this coming Sunday being the first ever in Australia Sanctity of Life Sunday. And uh, I do want to invite you to join in our conversation. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. 1-800-316-316. Dave Pellow is our guest. Uh, Dave is one of the voices who is an advocate for this coming Sunday's Sanctity of Life Sunday. Uh, you'll know Dave as the founder of the Church and State Summits and as the host of the online talk show called Pellow Talk. Dave, we've got this poll running on our Facebook page. Who determines the value of a human life, governments or God? What are your thoughts around the way we've asked that question today? Well, it uh, it really leads on to one of the the mysteries of of uh, evolution in our postmodern age, where. Uh, law and, and good values for society uh, have actually changed the, the compass that they refer to. So our moral compass as, as Christians, we believe, is the Word of God and, and the Word of God is Jesus and, and the Holy Scriptures that we hold uh, you know, as authoritative guides for our lives. And, and indeed, centuries ago, uh, centuries ago, when Western jurisprudence, legal traditions were being established, um, it was well and truly believed by all, all of society, that law was discovered, not made. 
uh, and that good law flowed from the throne, from the mind of God. And uh, that's actually changed. Uh, Now, it's actually believed that morality, uh, by the society in large, not by the church, but by the society in large, they believe that um, good values and and good morals are actually self-referenced. They either come from government, um, that they actually uh, have the right to to say, um, you know, when human value has life and and when it doesn't, and and they actually do make laws uh, presuming that authority. And uh, and so I think if we ask this very what seems to be a simple question to uh, Vision Radio listeners, um, if we ask the same poll, perhaps on the ABC um, national broadcaster Facebook page, I think it wouldn't take much uh, cynicism to expect a very very different result. And that's why we need Sanctity of Life Sunday, is because the culture is persisting in this ignorance that um, personhood is actually granted by law um, and and that a, a person is or is not depending on what the government and and uh, culture of the day says. And, and it's just not true. Popular opinion has at various times said Jews and Africans and uh, other people did not have personhood and, and were instead disposable property. And it's always been the church's role to prophetically stand up and say, no, that's not right. Every human life is made in the image of God and has equal value. Um, And we have done. And it's our time to do it again. You know, even as you're talking about various people groups throughout history who have been commodified or uh, degraded in so many ways. I'm sure there are listeners today who could even reflect on the way that throughout our Australian history, our own Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders have been treated uh, at various times. And uh, I can quite comfortably say that because I believe that right throughout the history of Australia, the church has been the one that has said uh, that people who come from Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander stock are people who are valuable because created in the image and likeness of God. It is a very powerful dimension in our conversation today. So I do want to invite listeners to join in our conversation, 1-800-316-316. Let's take a quick call here. Let's hear from Jason in Victoria. Hi, Jason. Welcome. G'day, Neil and David. How are you? Very well. Thanks, Jason. What are your thoughts? I agree with... Dave, regarding Sanctity Sunday, it's very important because I think, as others on the Facebook page of Vision say that we, as people, are made in the image and likeness of God, and we should keep life sacrosanct. That's right, and uh, and if we don't rise to the the occasion here, and uh, you know, as Jason is saying, agreeing uh, with what we're talking about, the image and likeness of God. If we don't stand up and say this is why we have value, then we're fighting a lost cause because people don't have value apart from there being a transcendent God. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts for Jason? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, we're furiously agreeing here um, that um, human, human, the value of human life is decided objectively, not subjectively, depending on 
the the trends of the day or the whims of the majority or or the um, indulgence of the government. You know, one of the very very bad laws that the Supreme Court of the United States once once um, imagined. Uh, vainly imagined was uh, a case called Dred Scott and Dred Scott was a uh, black gentleman who sought to have the law recognise his right to be free and the Supreme Court held that um, under the concept of property rights uh, the government did not have the authority to set a slave free um, which is just ridiculous that, uh, that that the law could have ever imagined a person was property, um, and and so this is why uh, Christians need to stand up. And look, some Christians have gotten it really bad and badly wrong in history, and imagined that the Bible supported slavery, which um, is terribly tragic. Uh, and that's another reason why churches can't be silent on this issue. We have to issue good teaching uh, to replace uh, and correct bad teaching. Um, because bad teaching does exist. And, and so we have to, for our own people's sake, as well as for the nation's sake, um, fill this space with the truth of the Word of God that every human life is sacred and precious and worth defending at every stage. Thank you so much to Jason for your call. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to join in our conversation. And uh, you can agree or you can disagree. Uh, We're asking a question on our Facebook page today. Who determines the value of a human life, governments or God? And... And as we've been saying here, Dave, um, you know, you uh, draw a particularly special attention to the idea of, uh, you know, how would the same poll look if it was run on the ABC? Because at the moment we're still running at a hundred percent of our listeners saying it's God who devalue who uh, who uh, is uh, the one who gives value to human life. But here's an, another deepening question here: How does that same question go if it's debated in our parliaments? around Australia, because while we talk about, you know, the sorts of things that are being reflected on the national broadcaster, on the ABC, uh, what just is reflected in the debates that go on in our federal and our state parliaments. So uh, that's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, You know, how would that poll go there? It is a very important question. It's one of the super practical things that every single person can, can do to promote a culture of life, um, and that's, you know, today's not a, this week's not a political day, um, but these are questions that we are um, called to consider at other important dates, such as elections. Um, and I'm, I'm sure if there was a pro-slavery candidate standing in any particular seat, um, Christians would have no hesitation in agreeing that no matter what, no matter what their other policies are or what party they were from, such a candidate should not ever receive a Christian's vote. And, and uh, I just wonder how much we can apply that uh, to other uh, issues of, of great injustice. And as you say, when a candidate stands for election and they hold a, uh, a, a an alternative view of the value of human life that doesn't come from God, it, it comes to the government, uh, what happens is if the culture isn't changing then the candidates won't be changing. So the culture's got to change, and that's what Sanctity of Life Sunday really is all about, getting a change in the culture. You've got to change the grassroots level so that candidates 
will recognise that people won't vote for them unless they hold to the idea that real value comes from uh, being created in the image and likeness of God. Exactly right. Uh, this this is fundamentally a an opportunity for Christians to say, look, politics aside, let's try and increase the popularity of the notion that human life is is sacred. It, it seems like we're having to teach society how to suck eggs. Um, this should not be a complicated conversation. Um, but it is, and and we need to have it, and we need to be there, and and we need to um, we need to be the people that will stand up and and say, hey, it's popular and it's acceptable to say that um, God is the person who determines the value of of human life, um, and so by doing that, we create space and permission, um, we create less risk for a politician to their career. Um, and that's something we can take responsibility for. And I like to take responsibility for that. If if I've got a bad politician, then it's my fault because I didn't do enough to, to um, give strength to do good work in, um, in, in, the, you know, in the prayer that God's kingdom come now on earth. And Dave, just quickly, just about a minute out from news, but uh, but you've got young children and uh, my children have grown up and I've got grandchildren coming on. So uh, there's a certain sense in which values are passed down to our sons and our daughters. And uh, the idea of being created in the image of likeness of God, the value the value of, uh, of you know, babies uh, in the womb, uh, these are important things for us as parents and grandparents. Yeah, look, this can be a very simple conversation and it's an important one to have at least every year. And um, we can do that at various levels depending on where the audience we're speaking to uh, is up to. And um, that's why Sanctity of Life Sunday exists, to create an opportunity for that conversation. Dave, let's just touch on some things here and go a little bit deeper into this issue and why it's so challenging because I've heard stories, as you have too, about the sort of shame that some people feel. And it might be a young woman or it could be a whole family. When someone falls pregnant and even in church life, some of the extreme things that families will do to save face or save their reputation. Uh, there are some tragedies that happen, even within churches, when it comes to this issue of uh, the issue of abortion. Well, one of the uh, good reasons that a, a pastor or a church may may want to avoid talking about the topic of the sanctity of life is because of the condemnation. Or, or shame that some people may feel because of past decisions they've made. And uh, I hope that, I sincerely hope that that it's a, a perception and a false perception that uh, when somebody falls pregnant outside of marriage, um, that they're going to be shunned um, and, and humiliated in front of the whole church um, and, and gossip and, and fingers pointing and and so on. Um, but because that perception exists, whether real or imagined, uh, it's our opportunity on Sanctity of Life Sunday to proactively uh, indicate, to dispel those fears. 
uh, one of the greatest, greatest causes um, of abortion is fear. Uh, a, a real perception uh, in the minds of, of abortion-vulnerable women that they have no other choice. They really feel they have no other choice. And, and so it's the church's opportunity to love them and embrace them, not to celebrate their sin. Um, you know, we have to call a spade a spade. Sex outside the, the holy bonds of marriage is a sin. But we're all sinners and we're all saved by grace to that now being our identity, not sinner. And, and so Sanctity of a Life Sunday is an opportunity to say there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, and if you fall pregnant in this situation, look, we want to help you avoid that situation. We want to help you enjoy the, the best of, of beauty that um, exists in God's design for marriage and, and sexuality. And that's an important conversation. But if that decision has been made to have sex outside marriage and results in pregnancy, now's not the time for that conversation. Now we're going to stand with you and say, well, firstly, please repent of, of that sin. Like, like Jesus asked the woman caught in adultery, he didn't condemn her and he was able to perfectly balance the lack of condemnation with the reality of, of her sin. And so Sanctity of Life Sunday is an opportunity to minister to those people in advance and, and say, um, we're not going to pour condemnation or shame on you. We're going to love you and accept you just like every other person whose sin remains secret um, in our church and isn't on public display for everyone. We invite you to repent um, and and live a life of purity, but we will stand with you. We will support you, um, and we will be a, a resource and blessing to you. Um, you don't need to be afraid. Uh, we will be with you. Interesting, isn't it, that there is an issue of perception here because I know that church leaders would hold the same sort of view and values as you've just been talking about, Dave. But not everybody in church life does hold those values, which means it's something that has to change in the culture, even within our churches. And while we talk about changing the culture in our wider society, changing the culture within church is important too. And every new generation needs to relearn how to be uh, accepting, how to not be a a church that acts in condemnation. And uh, years ago, young women would disappear uh, for the term of yeah. a pregnancy and uh, and you know churches uh, or people who were in churches at the time and feeling as though they had to save face uh, save family reputation uh, uh, would then look to adopt out a baby they, they at least have the baby uh, these days yeah. it's so easy to have an abortion that that's the alternative that some people are choosing and the alternative is is far worse than whatever shame you might face because you're facing up to uh, you know the reality of a child being formed in you Absolutely. It's such a good point, Neil. There, there is a diversity of people in every congregation with different maturity uh, strengths and weaknesses, to put it mildly. Um, and, and so it, it's predictable that there's going to be people who are going to offend us and, and hurt us. And that should never be a deal breaker for the Christian walk. Um, that should be predicted and, and we should plan in advance to walk in forgiveness and love and, and you know, just like any other family. Um, 
But what an opportunity to train um, that immaturity to maturity for the pastor to to not talk to um, abortion vulnerable or, or post um, abortion um, women, but to actually talk to everybody else and say how should we respond to these people, and how will we and and please don't ever let me catch you pouring shame on another sister or brother in in Christ. Um, we cover each other in love. He's covered our sins. Um, and and we repent of them, and so we extend the same the same grace uh, to to our brothers and sisters. Who do we agree with? Do we agree with our Advocate, uh, Christ, Holy Spirit, who calls us righteous and holy um, in in God, or do we agree with the accuser of our brothers and sisters, as Satan is called in in Revelation? And that's what a great opportunity to to coach that maturity into the body of Christ. You know, I suspect that when churches do feel the need to address issues like this, it's often reactionary. Uh, someone within the church community or on the fringe of the church community, or there's been a story that's come out of the wider community, uh, that a church might address this idea. And uh, and oftentimes the reactionary thing uh, is, is bad timing. Dave, because uh, this is yeah. why it's so important to have a special day in the year, a Sanctity of Life Sunday, where it's not a reactionary issue here at hand, but an opportunity to be able to reinforce wonderful values of the value of human life uh, on a special day, which is not because there's some sort of reaction to be had because of someone's indiscretion. Yeah, great. Now, that, that, that's uh, really, really it's a, it's this soft excuse sounds a little bit cynical, but it's the soft opportunity um, to to raise this discussion in a way that is positive and affirming, um, agreeing with the word of God, and and as you said, not reactionary, um, which might make somebody feel conspicuous if if they happen to be um, in a certain circumstance at that time, um, and we don't want that. We just want to say, hey, today. The whole nation of Christians is celebrating God's gift, the sanctity of human life. Let's have a look at that in Scripture. Um, and what a, what a great witness to the nation to have hundreds and thousands of Christians and congregations um, declaring a national day uh, that one day uh, will become official. And, you know, this conversation can deepen on a whole lot of dimensions, Dave. I mean, here we are in Australia. Coronavirus has closed our borders. Uh, the immigration issues are all uh, what people are thinking about. How are we going to rescue our economy because we're headed for recession, even the possibility of depression and the idea of uh, accelerating immigration to try and rescue our economy and all this time, we have been allowing children to be aborted and the natural progression and the natural population to grow from within Australia. It's uh, it's a crazy situation to be thinking of the need to increase our immigration to make up for what has happened. But the numbers 
of abortions in Australia is staggering. And for anyone who hears, uh, you'll hear you'll hear uh, numbers somewhere between seventy thousand and a hundred thousand abortions each year, mm. and, uh, and it perhaps is even higher than that. But Dave, uh, there's certainly a practical reason for having a day like Sanctity of Life Sunday because it's got real implications for even how the nation grows into the future. Absolutely. Uh, since uh, you know, it, it's it's easy to arrive at the sum of a million Australians who are now missing, who would otherwise be with us um, in in recent decades, cumulatively across states. Easy. Uh, And that's a really sobering thought. Um, You know, but the the culture, you know, there's another life issue um, which more Christians struggle with knowing which side God falls on than um, than abortion, and that's a, uh, the issue of euthanasia, um, because it 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 can seem like the compassionate thing to do uh, when you when you phrase or, or represent the the um, the topic as ending someone's suffering. Um, and and so it's another opportunity, Sanctity of Life Sunday, just to point people back to the Word of God, and and say, does God's Word determine our values, or do our feelings? Uh, and you know, let's have more nuanced and sophisticated conversations about this. But at the end of the day, do you, as a fundamental compass in this discussion, do you refer to the authority of the Word of God? Uh, in this issue, do you give God permission to speak to your beliefs on on this issue? What if you disagree with God? Who gets the final say? Um, and and that's a really really important decision to make um, because uh, we as Christians on Sanctity of Life Sunday are just saying let's agree with God. You know, around the world, as people have been dying of coronavirus, and you might remember uh, conversations that were being had early on when the anticipation was that we were going to have thousands and tens of thousands dying in Australia, uh, that doctors uh, on the front line would be making decisions about uh, who can live and who can die. And uh, we do have to trust the level of ethics that happen in the emergency room when those sorts of decisions are being made. We hope uh, that those doctors have a level of faith where they recognise the value of human life coming from God and not from the government. But these sorts of questions around who's valuable and who's not, uh, these are going to be ongoing questions. And uh, interestingly, I just wanted to draw attention, Dave, to the idea that you're seeing uh, even the abortion issue and which softens and waters down all of these other issues like euthanasia and and even into what might be happening in the medical emergency room. But the idea of a spiritual pandemic, these things that have swept around the world, leaving God out of the equation and leaving these decisions to humanity to decide, uh, give us some insights here into your thoughts around this idea of a spiritual pandemic. Well, it's very clearly what it is. It's the spirit of, of not only this age, but of of paganism throughout the ages, uh, whereby human life is considered anything less than sacred. Um, and, you know, that was the, the culture um, surrounding Canaan, um, which God very, very um, 
robustly uh, punished and poured his judgment out on through Israel in in their possession of of the promised land. Uh, child sacrifice was rife, just cruel and and barbaric child sacrifices as well as all kinds of sexual perversions and this was something that God had very clear positions on um, as as evidenced by his judgment on, on it brought out through Israel's conquest and annihilation of some of those populations um, and you know it it's not new but it is a spiritual pandemic and the gospel is the only solution the gospel is the only cure uh, and in, in this age and in this covenant, God is, is not wiping out nations. Um, his, his grace and, and mercy is extended uh, through the church and his Holy Spirit in the church to, to preach the gospel. And, and so it's on us now. In fact, I, I am so bold as to say uh, their blood is on our hands and on our heads if we remain silent. We can't. We have to tell them that there is injustice going on in the name of justice. I mean, these these people call killing babies health care. What utter deception. They call killing old, suffering or disabled people therapy. Uh, what utter deception from the pit of hell. That is nothing short of demonic deception. Um, and the spirit of, of humanism and paganism uh, thrives in a, in a vacuum of God where God has been denied or deleted, uh, shoved to the side. And so this is the church's role, to prophetically say to the nation, God is real, his word is true. You, you get to ignore it, but you don't get to change it. Um, ever since the Garden of Eden, God's given you the, the choice and the freedom um, to obey or disobey, but you don't get to redefine and, and change what God said. Um, and, and that's what the serpent whispered to Eve. Did God really say? And the church on Sanctity of Life Sunday is saying, yes, God really did say. Every human life is sacred and made in the image of God. We are taking calls. 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Joan in New South Wales. Hi, Joan. Welcome along. Hi. Joan, what are I'm your thoughts? I'm very nervous about this. That's okay. Yeah, that's, I'll just you're... share what the Lord put on my heart to share. Yep. God bless you all there. This is helping me to get through a fear of... Um, Stating something that I believe women get too much blame for all this, but anyway, um, mm. the book I would suggest um, people purchase a book written by Derek Prince called Husbands and Fathers. Yep. Mm. And in uh, the sentence in that book, I'll read out if that's okay. Yep, let's do that. Uh, as long as it's not too long, but yep, hit us with that, Joan. It's not long. Uh, the sentence says, and this man, Derek Prince, people will know him. He went through a lot and knew what he was talking about, handling God's word. Renegade fathers, fathers who have reneged on their primary responsibilities as husbands and fathers. The result is chaos in society. You can have all sorts of social programs, but there is no substitute for God's way. And God's Amen. way is a family. Yep. yep. 
Fabulous stuff, Joan. And uh, Derek Prince, a very well, uh, great reputation, uh, wonderful preacher and Bible teacher. And uh, so uh, commend you, Joan, uh, looking at uh, at uh, Derek Prince's book. Your thoughts for Joan, Dave? Look, fatherlessness is absolutely one of one of the uh, the issues going on here, and um, it, it concerns me um, greatly if uh, if if Joan is is hearing something which I don't want anybody to hear today, and that's blaming women. Um, I don't want the church to do it. I don't want to be misconstrued as doing it. Um, there's there's no help in, in blaming anyone, and and what I do know is that 70% of women who have made an abortion choice uh, state that they would have made a different choice if only they had have felt there was some significant support. Um, and so rather than looking to apportion blame, I want to look to apportion opportunity. There's an opportunity for the church to be that support and to say, how can we better solve uh, the fears and the pressures which have, have led some women to feeling like they have no other choice? Because that's not true. There's, of course, other choices. But how do we take responsibility for changing that perception? Um, And so one of those things is continuing to promote families. And fathers are a big part of that. And, you know, for 70 to 80 years now, there's been a, a growing epidemic of fatherlessness where the state, um, through various welfare instruments, well-motivated and intended, has been part of sponsoring um, a lack of responsibility um, in in a lot of men. And and I think that's uh, obviously very different in Christian circles, in in church-going people. Um, But um, along with the, the sexual revolution, of of the 60s, we we saw the concept of sex without consequences being promoted um, with various things such as on-demand abortions, uh, the contraceptive pill, and government-funded um, childcare. These things really started to erode the importance and significance of family responsibility. Um, and and this again was part of God's plan all along was for um, for family the way uh, Joan said. And so that's uh, something that the church really needs to focus on very deliberately with some understanding of the times, like the men of Issachar, is to understand that fatherlessness um, is something that we can productively speak to and, and teach on. Joan, thank you so much for your call. Uh, good insight to offer there. And uh, just a minute or two remaining for our conversation, want to come back to the fact that this coming Sunday, the 24th of May is the first ever Sanctity of Life Sunday for Australia. So this coming Sunday, and as we said a little earlier, how do you promote that? Well, you say to your friends, to your family, hey, this Sunday is Sanctity of Life Sunday, and that may well spark a conversation. Uh, it could be a heated conversation. It could be one that you uh, get a uh, get into in a, in a significant way. Let's hope it doesn't turn into a battle. But, uh, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we should expect that no. too much. <laughs> but, uh, but I do want to. I want to come back to you mentioned Dave Pello that on the sanctityoflifesunday.com.au website there is a beautiful ninety second clip that our listeners can share with friends and family and colleagues uh, that actually uh, will will represent 
Sanctity of Life Sunday beautifully. Uh, give us a little insight once again and encourage listeners how that can be useful. Yeah, look, uh, Sanctity of Life Sunday um, isn't an excuse for a debate or an argument. Um, in fact, I'd encourage people on this day, this 364 days of year where we can, where we can uh, advocate um, you know, somewhat robustly, but on this day, let's just let it be a witness about what God says and give permission people, uh, give people permission to disagree. It's okay for you to disagree with God. Um, plenty of people have, and me insisting you can't won't change anything. People will still. What you can't do is change what God said. And I'm here to bear witness that God said life is sacred. Um, and there's, there's not really any debate about that. There's... There's no valid debate about that. Um, but this is what the 90-second video says. It's, it's without being inflammatory or controversial any more than the Word of God already is, it just says, you know, this concept of imago dei, Latin phrase for image of God. Um, in all of creation, there is none other. We are unique. Humanity is unique in that we alone bear the image of God. And that's why... Uh, we give honour to um, even dead bodies of of people, unlike we do to any animal, is is because we are bearers of the image of God and and thus deserving of dignity and honour and equality and respect, regardless of race, age, location, circumstance of conception, or or anything else. Every human life is precious and worth defending at every stage. That's what we believe, and today, that's our declaration. Okay, and this Sunday is Sanctity of Life Sunday. Dave Pello, uh, honour to you uh, as a passionate advocate for this Sanctity of Life Sunday. And as you said, there are people all over the country, and uh, there are some that you're not officially connected to until today, no doubt, because people all around the nation listening to our conversation are undoubtedly going to pick up the sentiments that have been uh, talked about through this past hour and uh, really become advocates too for Sanctity of Life Sunday. And it's something that is anticipated will continue and there'll be one next year and the year after. And as long as the Lord might tarry, right. let there be a Sanctity of Life Sunday every year. And, uh, and drawing attention Amen. to that... SanctityofLifeSunday.com.au Dave Pello, thanks so much for your update and uh, for letting us in on your heart today here on 2020. Thanks so much for the conversation, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.